Ladies and gentlemen, it is the wonderful day of Saturday. Once again, we are back on our regular time. The Sideline Junkies presented by Anchors WrestleManiacs coming to you hot off the press, ready to talk about some of the craziness that is going on in the sports entertainment world. It is I, as always, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. And with me, the dynamic duo, my partner, the cool head, my Luke, the Ayatollah to my rock and roller. Well, I'm Nubian, so I guess you'd be the sumo, the James. What's happening, peoples? All right, James, what you sponsored by tonight? Uh, tonight, the Nubian sumo is powered by Dewar's 15-year scotch and the PDR... 1878 Tapa Oscuro. Okay. Okay. Don't know what it is, but it sounds <laughs> rather, uh, you know, fancy. So I'm going to take your word for it, Con, sir. Yeah, this apparently Dewar's, you are a connoisseur. This Dewar's is uh, some last leftover from my birthday party, and it, it should oh. go nicely with the cigar that I have chosen for the evening so we should be having a pretty good show tonight all right all right all right well I'm glad you have gotten you a little bit of libations to prep or get yourself ready for our first topic because it's kind of a, a heavy one it's uh I was debating whether or not I would add it to uh the notes for the show but then to ignore it would also be a disservice. So we're going to jump into the rare segment of That's Not Nubian. And we're going to delve into the pound or hashtag. Uh, I didn't say how old I was. Oh, Lord. Uh, hashtag speak out movement that is happening in the sports, uh, entertainment, wrestling, wrestling in the professional industry right now. So, you know, with everything else that's going on with Black Lives Matter and uh, racial injustice, and now folks are starting to speak out on a lot of the inequality and the, the treatment of superstars as they're coming through. And developing and going through the the rankings and, and the developmentals and the, the the indie circuit and different bookings and such, all the way up to some current superstars and major promotions uh, that have been named and discussed for some interesting activities, allegedly, because these are just allegations right now. So we're not saying that anything is confirmed. These are all alleged, not discounting what James is going to talk about and report on as well. But right now, we will put it under the auspices of allegedly until what it is is proven. So, James, that's not Nubian because we know our lovely Nubian Sumo does not partake in uh, these type of situations. So that's not Nubian. It's all you, James. Well, thank you very much for that. And yes, I do not partake in such things. I would prefer it being given and not taken. Then, with that said, I'm going to start 
before we get started with the um, hashtag speak out um, situation, I do want to go into the New Japan Cup. Okay. Um, since we did bring that up uh, last week, they did have two days of matches um, where uh, the tournament started. Um, you do have um, Togi Makabe, who defeated Yoto Suchi for his match. Tomohiro Ishii defeated El Desperado. Uh, Toro Yanu defeated Jado. Uh, Tomohaki Homa defeated, uh, was defeated by Hiromu Takahashi on the 16th. Then on the 17th, um, Kazuchika Okada defeated Gato. Yuji Nagata defeated Minoru Suzuki, which was a surprise to me that they would have that uh, match go that way. Uh, Yuya Yurima uh, was defeated by Yoshinobu Kanamaru, and Gabriel Kidd was defeated by Taji Ishimori. Now, on the 22nd, you will have so, so the matches that will be coming up uh, for that bracket, those two brackets, will be Togi Makabe versus. Tomohiro Ishii, which should be a nice strong style uh, match, um, Japanese strong style. Um, Toru Yanu will go up against Hiromu Takahashi, which has some history to it from when um, Takahashi was a young boy. Toru, Toru Yanu actually cut his hair after a match. I just saw the match on YouTube recently. Um, so that has some history to it. Uh, Kazushiko Okada will go up against Yuji Nagata, which would be a, a pretty good, should be a pretty good match, uh, old school versus new school. And then Yoshinobu Kanemaru will go up against Taji Ishimori. So that puts Suzuki Goon versus Bullet Club. So then you uh, have matches, you have four matches on the 22nd and four matches on the 23rd, which I'll go over on next week. And then these will go in, these will move into the, um, Next matches on the 24th and July 1st. So we'll go through those matches um, as they happen. And you can catch those on New Japan World um, on those dates. Um, I know it comes starts coming on at 3 o'clock in the morning over on the East Coast. So you can uh, check the times and whatnot. Or find it at your leisure on your outlets that you have available to you. Okay. Now, to go back to our subject for the night, um, I first found out about this on the 17th. Um, the first one that I heard about was David Starr and um, how he had, um, he had been called out by a former girlfriend of his that had been assaulted or by him, and it just snowballed from there. I mean, as of yesterday... Uh, I read that there was a list of 70 men and women who had been accused of rape, sexual assault, sexual harassment, or something in that nature. Um, as you said earlier, there are a lot of people, uh, wrestlers that we know, wrestlers and non-wrestlers within the wrestling industry that we have heard about or we know about that are involved in this. Um, like I said, a lot of this is alleged. None, none of this stuff has been proven. These are just stories that have been told at this time about things that have happened to men and women in within the industry um, over a course of time. 
Um, we are not st in in putting this story out to uh, piggyback off of what you said, Don. We are not accusing anyone of anything. We are we are still looking for answers to these questions that are being brought up. But with these stories coming out, and we are not accusing anybody of anything. Everything that is being said right now in this segment is alleged, and is go. And we are only reporting what we see. A lot of this is coming from Twitter, from hashtag speaking out. So you can look at, uh, you can go through and see everything that I'm seeing right now or what I have seen over the past couple of days. So um, again, you have a lot of people that have been, have been placed, have had accusations placed upon them. Um, a lot of them being in the UK or in the British wrestling scene. Um, you got people that are right now involved in NXT. You have people that are involved in um, Rev Pro, Revolution Pro, and Progress, and ICW. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of different indies. Um, you also have people that are involved within the WWE, the NWA, um, involved in Impact. So um, and AEW. And AEW, yes, and the li the list is pretty long, and um, uh, right now the list that I have is uh, and these are like again these are people that I've actually seen stories about that they have been written about or something has come up in the news about them being involved in uh, something a bit, something uh, within this uh, hashtag. Allegedly. So, um, allegedly. So. Um, you got Jim Cornette and his wife, David Lagana, who has recently stepped down as vice president of the NWA, David Starr, who I mentioned earlier, you got Jordan Devlin, who is the um, WWE cruiserweight champion at this time, um, Travis Banks, who's part of um, who's part of uh, NXT UK, Lajero which is NXT UK. Joe Coffey is part of the Gallus um, faction. Trent Seven. Jimmy Havoc, who has just been reported that he has gone into rehab for drug and alcohol abuse. Um, Matt Riddle, who, um, they were, who they were saying last night may be affected, this may affect his coming into SmackDown or his move up to SmackDown, even though he was still in the match with J AJ Styles last night, it was a taped show. So unless they took that tape, unless they took that out and repackaged the whole show around that, that missing piece. No, no it they still probably happened. Have done that. It did, but it did still happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it still it happened, but he's not that. in the match next week for with AJ Styles. They went with Drew Gulak. So right, we'll have exactly. to see if that was pre-planned or a, uh, a last-minute insert changeover or whatever. Exactly. So Wolfgang, who was another part of the Gallus uh, group faction in, in NXT UK. Joy Ryan, who is in, who is in Impact, along with Michael Elgin. Um, Marty Scurll. Will Ospreay and his girlfriend, B. Priestley, who were not accused of anything sexual or any, any assault, but they were 
accused of being involved in a blackballing of a female wrestler that had been assaulted or harassed, um, allegedly. So um, they were they've been uh, named Jack Gallagher, gentleman Jack Gallagher from NXT UK, who had just went over to NXT, um, was recently was just released as of yesterday for due to allegate allocations involving this situation. The Velveteen Dream, who has two cases, one going back to April, um, and then uh, two more people came out uh, here recently within this uh, hashtag speaking out uh, movement. Uh, Colt Cabana, Dan Moff, who is in um, Ring of Honor. Uh, Conga Kong, I don't know if you remember Conga Kong from Impact, from Impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Latimer, who was who was in a uh, part of the um, risk, uh, strictly business faction with Nick Aldis in NWA and formerly known as Bram in Impact, and Dave Chris, who was a former tag team champion in Impact, and part of part of the former faction um, OVE with Sammy Callahan, and. Um, with that, uh, Sammy Callahan's organization, Rockstar Pro Wrestling, has uh, severed ties with the OI4K wrestling school that Chris runs. So they are they have severed ties with each other as far as once this uh, allocation happened. So I, I found that to be very interesting. Now, you got the West Yorkshire Police in the UK where a, a lot of uh, it seems like a lot of the different organizations that these uh, wrestlers, these UK wrestlers, or even the or even the non-UK wrestlers that have wrestled in some of these organizations in the UK have wrestled in um, are in the vicinity of this West Yorkshire Police Department, who are quote carrying out initial inquiries on a number of these cases. So there is some action that is taking place, as well as uh, people on either side of the fence with lawyers who have put, who have put out um, cease and desist orders to stop talking about it, or there's talking about filing charges against people, the people who have harmed them in whatever the way, allegedly. So um, there are things that are there. There's movement as well as uh, people who, uh, organizations who have put out um, word that they are either in support of this, this uh, speaking out movement or saying that they're going to be making changes to their organizations to make sure that these things don't happen again. Uh, different things that have come out recently from a lot of organizations, a lot of the um, wrestling organizations. So then you also have a lot of stories that are coming out, um, not quite, not necessarily sidebars, but other things that have uh, come out, like people have been reminded of the Ashley Massaro incident, where she was uh, allegedly raped during one of the Support the Troop Christmas tours with the WWE. Um, allegedly, she was told that she should not speak on it at all, to keep it to herself. And she eventually uh, committed suicide over this. 
Um, you have Kelly Klein, who is the former um, former Ring of Honor Women's Champion, Women's World Champion, who stated that she was raped by a now famous wrestler, but she felt that she didn't have enough information or evidence in order to report it, so she hasn't done so up to now. Um, you have um, T.J. Perkins, T.J.P., who has said that he um, he was um, abused by an uh, by a female wrestler at the age of fifteen. Evil Uno, who is a uh, part of the Dark Order faction in um, AEW, who states that he was forced to wrestle in front of a in his boxers in front of a priest for a quote TV taping at the age of fourteen. And you have Mark Haskins, who came out, who's part of the Lifeblood faction in, uh, in uh, Ring of Honor, who stated that a woman accused him of rape at one time, but it was proven to be false. And then um, Jordan Grace recently came out stating that there was someone in the UK who was taking pictures off of her OnlyFans page or Patreon page and um, selling them. And also sending her emails and whatnot as far as uh, harassing her and abusing her, speaking and talking to her in a lot of, in some unsavory ways. Come to find out, this, this person is a 15-year-old in the UK, of which Jordan Grace wound up finding out how to get in touch with his parents. And... The parents told him, told her to file a report with the police, and the police has actually spoken to this young man, and hopefully that'll straighten him out better sooner than later. So, um, yes, there's a lot of movement going on. There are more stories that are coming out about these things and um, more stories that are coming out from people. Um, the I, I added about six to my list from what I had last night today so the list is growing and i'm hoping at some point that um, i agree with a lot of what people are saying that hopefully this is not a black eye on wrestling more so a healing for professional wrestling that this is now coming out and hopefully this will not be happening again to anyone else or um harming anyone that has already been harmed anymore in the near future yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot. And one thing that, that I know this is going to sound kind of weird to say, but that is a benefit of COVID-19 and all of this stay at home is that people's ears are now open that normally would be closed and their eyes are focused that normally would be easily swayed to see other things or they choose not to look and see the reality of what the world is in some places and some situations. So There's when you have, cabin, Oh yeah. But when you have cabin fever and then, you know, things are happening and you have no, there's nothing else to do and you just finally see it and you get it, you know, black lives matter that's happening right now and, and social injustice Hollywood already has had its first wave, I'll call it, or maybe second and a half wave of this particular type of situation with allegations and everything. And now it's going to make its way over as 
people are feeling empowered because they see that one movement is finally getting the attention that is way beyond just due. And it's not just a movement that is, oh, okay, it's just going to pass by because it's a couple people standing outside the White House. No, this is the entire world is moving towards change. And now the empowerment brought, factor. Since you brought that up, since you brought that up, not to cut you off, but since you brought that up about people protesting, I'll go ahead and uh, bring in the fact that Jackson Riker with uh, Forgotten Sons has uh, put out, has, and it has since been taken down on Twitter, but he had a post where he praised Trump for calling the armed forces on the protesters for Black Lives Matter. And um, the locker room turned, has pretty much turned on him. And, his, and even his partners have spoken out. The two other two guys in Forgotten Sons, they spoke out against him. So right now, that's yeah. why you're seeing Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura getting the title shot that Forgotten Sons was supposed to get because Riker has been pretty much ostracized from the uh, locker room. Yeah, and, and that's one of those slippery slopes because he can exercise his freedom of speech. But the problem for those wondering, well, why, why can't he tweet? He can, that's, he can say whatever he wants. That You know, we have that right. The problem is that he was doing it in character. Right. And saying those type of things as an emissary of the WWE because that is a WWE character immediately associates the WWE with whatever view is being stated based off a character. And that can happen. If he spoke under his personal Twitter and said what, you know, within reason, what he wanted to say, hey, uh, you know, uh, great job, Trump. Uh, You know, I'll vote for you again, those type of things. It's like, okay, whatever. Because let's be honest, Vince's wife is part of (laughs) Trump's cabinet. So it's not like there's a problem until you start affecting the money. Right. And this movement is so big when it comes down to Black Lives Matter and social injustice, WWE has already lost enough money to have light shined on it and them to be associated with the counterproductivity part of it. Oh, yeah. They, they wouldn't survive that. Not when you have The Rock finally making Twitter statements towards the president. When you start getting on that level of people that, hey, I don't need you, WWE, but if I come against you, WWE, Houston, we have a problem. That That is not a, a situation or a place that they want to be. So that's why, unfortunately, his uh, teammates are, I wouldn't say guilty by association, but they're affected by association because how do you repackage that? He's still tweeting, and it's causing a problem. So he he can say his views. I don't care what he has to say. That's, that's all on him. It has nothing to do with me, per se. But you can't do it in character, and they have to work that out. So he's just going to be on, and oh, they may be on a break until they can figure out what to do with him. Nine out of ten, I wouldn't put it past Vince to make him the next uh, Sergeant Slaughter turning to the Iraqi side, or the the next uh, uh, Nikolai Volkov or, or something. If you're going to go there, you're going to go there. But your character is going to go there. We're going to build the heat on you so that way 
the chance of USA to beat you. Yeah, and, and it may even be Hacksaw Jim Duggan coming out and, and hitting him across the head at some point with a two-by-four. I mean, you can make money off that because you just want to see him get his just due. But that he's a part of a tag team and a faction that's got to be worked out. Well, but, you won't see you won't see them doing what the NWA did because because now that Logano has been Logano has been uh, has stepped down as vice president of the NWA, the NWA has decided that they're going to stop all production on everything and on until they figure out what they're going to do with their executive um, executive body. Because right now, and it, which is critical, because right now they don't have any shows going on, and they just any wrestling shows actually, and they just started this Carnyland thing, where they got all these fight these uh these uh shows with Nick Aldis and uh, with Eli Drake, and they've got this Carnyland series, and that they're doing it's like a Monday through Friday thing that they're doing that, um, over the course of the week. So uh, for them to shut production down on that means they're not doing anything. They're just they blacked out pretty much because of this. So and they can um, afford to do so. I mean, I don't mean afford based off of the fact that yeah, they don't need money, but at the level of that promotion, they can afford to do that. WWE is too contractually obligated; can't happen. Uh, AEW too contractually obligated can happen with me by contractually obligated is to the network and the sponsors. Yeah, you have to be you got to produce or you'll lose your your slot and then you're done. You're off the network. So they have to produce original content. It has to happen. So NWA can do that. But what I think is going to be interesting, the next phase that I expect to have happen, hopefully sooner than later, is that I expect to see Brandy and Stephanie McMahon, well, hopefully, I would like to see. I, I more so expect, but I hope that they are going to make statements on behalf of Zero Tolerance for this type of uh, a treatment of women and everything else. They have to be the, the, the first foot down, not Tony Khan, not Triple H, uh, not Vince. They have to be the first. And definitely, Stephanie has a stake in the game since she, out of all of the new, what was it, a third generation McMahon, fourth generation McMahon's coming, she's got all girls. Well, wouldn't so, you think this would be redundant on the WWE's part? Because this isn't the first time. It's not. I mean, the same thing with Hollywood. They go, okay, yeah, and then we move past it because it's not the same you know we've seen how many times have you know black people been mistreated in, in different places even in the wrestling industry and it's like yeah but the world is a changing and then and how it's does not, this affect not, go ahead I'm sorry go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say it, it's not just okay well we may do a couple votes the tolerance level is a changing that because as more interracial um, couples than there ever have been. I mean, it's you know astounding being in the South right now. From when I was originally down, you know, in Atlanta with you, James. Um, you know, you would see a couple here or there, but 
<laughs> in the heart of the South, the Bible Belt. I mean, that's I see more interracial than I see anything else. In Atlanta, back then, it was the justification was well, a lot of the not a lot, but a good portion of the black dudes that some of these women were looking at were you know interested in other guys out officially proclaimed or they were undercover or there was some type of you know disease that they didn't want to catch because they got they had it so they looked at the options and said well it's either women or another race and that's what they were doing was the other race or woman you know and that i was the original because i asked like well what's going on why you know and that was a justification from a lot of folks and it was just random people not like you know girls that were all in one group or anything like that that was just the the story and the explanation like okay i didn't realize it was like that in atlanta and now it's just become something because we care about each other and this is the person i vibe with and that's who i want to be with so the world is a changing wwe and everybody else uh, i mean it they have to separate a little bit from the black lives matter and they have to make their own movement because i'm not saying one is greater than the other but 400 years that's a lot and you know we in that time period have been through the gambit of everything that is being talked about right now sexually verbally emotionally physically uh gentrification you know shoot removed sold all of that lied to i mean that's a lot so that well, movement has, has to be strong I but they have why to make they started the hashtag well. i think that's why yeah. they started the hashtag because like i said i've been watching this hashtag speaking out um on Twitter, I actually looked it up and was scrolling through everything. And I think they are coming out with their own thing with this because in no nowhere on anything that I read did hashtag me too. And and that's good I, I because it, it has I, I, to I, I be strong. Because that, so that I, is the next. Black people have been oppressed for, for a, a long time in this country, as we know. And women have been oppressed in general probably even longer than that in all countries. So those two oppressions for two groups that technically the world is codependent on. In America, uh, you know, Lord knows capitalism is key, but black people are the, the largest group that is the, that is the, I guess, for lack of a better term, worse off. And reference to capability, ability, and, and things that they have access to. But we are the biggest consumers of everything that's being made. So we're buying the most, So, we, but we don't have the control. But we have the control because we're buying the most. And women is easy. Unless men can pop out a baby, <laughs> uh, women rule the world if they decide to stop having intercourse. Period. Unless there's like a million test tubes that are just ready to pop out kids, uh, it's not happening. The the entire race and and of uh, humanity all across the board could end if women stop having kids. Period. But yet, you know, between African Americans and Black people and and women, their level of oppression is ridiculous. 
So I want to, because you know, I, I have a daughter, and I would love for her to be involved in uh, sports entertainment. But the moment she tells me that she's been involved in a situation, oh, it's going to be a situation that's going to result in some jail time for me, nine out of ten, because that 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 doesn't happen. That that doesn't fly. Right. So now bringing this back yeah. into re- bringing this kind of reeling this back into wrestling. They are. I read off a whole lot of names here, and even though they say that the list of 70 that was, I said earlier, that was growing, there were a whole lot of names on that list as well, but I chose not to name those names because I was told that the list was fake and that the people that were pretty much running the hashtag speak out were, did not put that list out. So I'm not reading it. And there were a lot of interesting names on that one as well. But I said, like I said, I only took from stories that I read, stories that were on the, the hashtag speaking out on the Twitter, on Twitter, and anything that was in the news. So that's where I pulled these names from because there are a lot of names that we don't know unless we have followed the Brit Rest uh, circuit. So I didn't, I didn't yes. want to bring up too many of those names. But uh, you know, because you know, uh, nobody would really know them unless, like I said, oh no, there's, there's that... some names. I mean, there's situations, and it's you know across all levels. And the moment I saw that, there's already one name that is like, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, you know. Uh, and it, it's one of those names is a Hall of Famer, and I'm not saying allegedly something happened, but just. And I'm, you could figure it out by what I'm about to say next. There's so many stories that involve airplanes and bars and limousines and hotels. I have, I have not seen him on anything. I know. What? But I there, get what there's, you're different, there's different levels of what one person may be offended by. You know, the, the boards may be like, oh, that's just, he's just crazy. Somebody else could be, uh, yeah, I don't want to see your junk. Can you close the rope? <laughs> you know, I feel offended by that. So it's going to be a, a little bit of growing pains of how you people, to, you got to weed through this, just like in Hollywood. What you got to look at, though, with everybody that I've named, pretty much, they all have something in common other than wrestling. They're all trainers of wrestlers. They all yeah. have training schools or, or wrestling schools or, or they or they teach at a wrestling school or they're a promoter of a wrestling organization or, it's, fact, it's, or something. it's the back door of Hollywood you know the same mirroring you know that we've seen uh, for some of the the casting couch that's been infamous uh, through the early days and you know throughout Hollywood that we've heard the stories of well, she wanted to get that role, so she knows what she has to do, or he knows what he has to do type of thing. You know, it, that wasn't the only industry that did it, that just kind of turned a blind eye. Because, I mean, we, we see it all the time. I mean, you think that, not just throwing somebody's name out there, but if you looked at everything that Lindsay Lohan has dealt with through the public eye, you would think she's like 45, 50. She's still 
technically a baby, young, still have a, a world of life to live, but has lived a world of life. Because in Hollywood, oh yeah, 11 years old, doing, you know, this and drinking this and at these parties. Okay. That's just Hollywood. That's what happens. What? <laughs> now, it's a minor. Now, and in wrestling now, schools, a lot of these people are starting young. 15s, especially in Japan. You know, eights and nines and, and you know, all these different things brings, going on. Brings another question because there was a there's an independent wrestler by the name of Faye Jackson, who yep. uh, who I got a who I got a big crush on. Thank you, thank you for yeah, the question. I know who you're talking about. But um, yeah, she. I I would love to see her more um out there, and you know, I would love to have her on this show whenever we decide to get guests on here. What I would love to have her and talk to her about some things because she brings up a lot of stuff. And uh, being that a lot of wrestlers call her auntie, says a lot about her. But um. She was bringing up the fact that um, do you think that there should be an age limit to the starting training? Like, should it be eight? Should 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 it be eighteen when people when people start training for wrestling? It's a I mean, cultural got, thing. You got, in a and, Japanese that's, in a Japanese right, exactly. culture and in Mexico. Yeah, we can't control that. That that's right. where the, the the American mindset of we can tell people what to do, that's where that problem comes to a head. In the U.S., could there be uh, less with the, but then you have to think about, well, if it's a family and a family is running a promotion, so the the 11-year-old that is more than equipped to wrestle can't wrestle. If it's a family's promotion, that's where those little lines get crossed. So it's, I think there just needs to be if there's an issue and it's reported, it's dealt with immediately. The moment you say, well, are you sure that's what happened? That's when you start objectifying the victim and the victim becomes victimized again. And then they have to deal with it and you compartmentalize it. And who knows what could happen? We saw that not saying that that's what led to what was unfortunate with Ashley Mazzaro, but we have seen plenty of cases that PTSD and everything else that all it takes is a trigger or, or, or a reminder and somebody just mentally cannot handle it would rather end their life than to have to live through the constant reminder of. So that needs to be in the entire industry, no matter where you are, if there's a problem, it's addressed, not the wrestling court. It needs to be addressed. And if somebody violates somebody at that level, especially physically, then yeah, you're done. And you're done across the board. You're not going to be, oh, we're going to send you to this promotion and that's where you'll be. And now you're back to making millions because of those that are going to be your fans no matter what are buying all your T-shirts. No, you're done. Be, you Actually, you should be in jail. But done. <laughs> Whatever happens is going to happen. That's what needs to happen. You know, like I said, the age thing is just a cultural thing. It's kind of hard to police. That as you know, they've they've been saying things like that all the time. You know, oh well, you know, this shouldn't be happen. You know, a kid shouldn't be doing this. It, it's it's part of the culture. It's kind of hard to to argue if it's something that we can't control in our borders because they're overseas. At least that's that's just my opinion on that. 
That's true. Now, um, how do you feel about what's going to happen with WWE UK? Now, a lot of these names that I've read off are part of WWE UK, and they haven't been doing any shows at all. Like they haven't been doing any um, no audience shows over there. They've been their shows have pretty much been um, perspectives on different things. Like the last show they did, they uh, did a perspective on the um, Tyler Bate versus um, Pete Dunn match that where, where um, the two matches that they had at the the final of the um, WWE UK Championship tournament, and then the, the Takeover Chicago where Pete Dunn won the belt from him. So they did a perspective on that. So being that they haven't had anything going on since the coronavirus and all of this stuff is going on with a lot of their mainstay stars in that in that show, do you think that they're going to go ahead and shut down WWE UK? Or do you think they'll try to build up whoever, the people that they have there? Or how do you think they're going to uh, go about moving and uh, moving forward with that show? I think uh, just like the NWA, UK is not a strong revenue stream that putting a pause on it is going to break the business because that's not where the bulk of the money is coming from. So they can afford to send uh, William Regal over or, or somebody uh, with, with, with strong understanding of the style and, and, and the politics in Europe that can have those conversations and write the ship, find what's supposed to be going on and who you need to get rid of, you need to get rid of, and, uh, and, and who you need to put in charge, you put in charge to produce the show. And push come to shove for those that are not involved and, and that are your, your go-to people, you're going to have to negotiate bringing them back over to the U.S. and then infuse them into NXT or main television under some, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, import clause or, or something that would justify having more of the U.K., uh, superstars involved in main storylines since everything is running out the performance center anyway. But the WWE has, you know, more stringent and better means to be able to handle those things and to have those conversations to work that stuff out. So that, that's what I would, if I was running a business, that's what I would do just to get a, a foothold on it. And for the WWE, that wouldn't take that long. That could be. You could probably have that ironed out in 30 days. And then they, they could start the, the plan after that to, to work everything out. So right. that's that. And I know we started off the show <laughs> pretty heavy. But uh, we're going to go to the push. That way everybody can uh, take a, a quick breath. And then... We're going to get back to our normal cray-cray, and we're going to do a little bit of what we're calling the Dylon, 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 hot fire of the week, quick shot round of 12 of the craziest things, or awesome, or hot fire, or spits when it rhymes, and it rhymes when it spits, and your mask, because we don't want to spread any disease. Uh, <laughs> This week, 
and we'll talk about a lot of those cool things that we got a chance to partake in when we come back. Three, two. All right, ladies and gents, we are back on the lighter side of this week with the Dylon, Dylon, Dylon hot fire segment of the week. We've got 12 of the crazy, interesting things that have happened. And the first one, this is in no apparent order, but if there was going to be, in my opinion, something that would be number one, it's. First of all, on Monday Night Raw, Christian coming back and getting rope-a-doped into an unsanctioned match with Randy Orton, whose storytelling, actually combining one and two, storytelling right now is through the roof. This is the best storytelling for Randy Orton that we've had. This is one of the best storylines that I've seen in recent time, almost to the level of Eddie Guerrero. Ray Mysterio and young Dominic. Um, but Christian getting rope dope in, which somehow manifested into Ric Flair being involved in a situation. And we got to see what I like to call the Flair old-fashioned nut shot. <laughs> and boy, did I mark out for that. I was like, oh my goodness. Flair's getting physical. Christian getting physical. Two things that you wouldn't think in recent times you would see anymore. Flair with Charlotte, yeah. But, you know, Flair actually getting cleared, because you have to be cleared to be able to do something physical, because Lord knows anything can happen. And for Christian to get cleared, even those four nutshot. And if there's anybody that's going to throw one of the, the, the most pristine, perfectly placed nutshots, it's the nature boy. James, I know you lost it too. I was surprised that he came out. I mean, I know that he, when they did the montages and, you know, it was like, yeah, Flair's going for Randy and uh, Mike Shawn Michaels is going for Edge and all this and that. You know, I kind of, you know, I, that was expected. But for Flair to come down and be like, look, man, no, nah, you don't need to do this. You know, it's Randy Orton. You know, he's at he's the top of his game right now. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't need to do this. I mean, come on, come on in the back with me. Let's have a, mm-hmm. let's have a drink or something. You know, <laughs> you know, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. You don't need to do this, really. No, 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 no you, I'm, I got to do this. Well, if you got to do it, nah! <laughs> Yeah. And the Go funny ahead, thing was. And then he just walked off. Was, I, <laughs> like yeah. nothing happened. He just walked off like. It was out <laughs> of love. Because you, you're going to be self-destructive and get injured, so let me save you from getting injured. And this, oh, no, this is the only thing that, it was going to be. He took that punch straight to the head. Well, that, that was the Instead unfortunate of that part drink of the situation. to the head that he should have had with Flair, he took that punch. Yep. And that's where the storytelling of Randy, because by God, if I was, you know, 12, 13 watching that, that's one of those times where I would be sending a letter, is Christian okay? I hate you, Randy Orton. Not not a tweet, or a letter that I would mail to the WWE offices because of how believable 
Randy was. I didn't mean to do it. I'm so sorry. But then he turned on him. It's your fault. You made me do it. And then, uh, just take care of him. Take care. Uh, I, I want to, you guys do the best. Make sure he's okay. It's your fault. You made this. I mean, Randy Orton, the, I would have given him a Slammy, an Oscar, an Emmy. That is storytelling at its finest. And I don't know if that's still under Paul Heyman or if that's under Bruce Pritchard, or if that's just what uh, Randy Orton, you know, wanted for as creative, whoever is making that opportunity up and giving Randy the time and the opportunity to ad lib and build that creative ability that we all know he has into this, the segment, into the storyline for, and we still don't know what the, the end result's going to be because, Edge is out. Christian is out. We don't know what his next chapter is being Randy Orton, but I would not want to face him at all. Period. First of all, first of all, that was post Heyman. Even though it was taped, that was post Heyman. And I'm thinking that they just trusted him in in doing what he need what he wanted to do. Yeah. Because you could tell that by was the all, way it was shot. You could tell that was all Randy. You could tell yeah. that was all Randy. By the way, that was shot because they were they had already ran the the WWE twenty twenty you know credit spot in the bottom left hand corner that had already ran, but then they stayed with it because Randy's performance was that compelling. I mean, it leapt through the screen to the point. Like I said, I was moved that oh my god, this is what this is. Promo 101, 102, 103, 104. This is everything. I'm quite sure, you know, Vince was in the back. That's the shit. (laughs) If there was anything Vince was going to say, that's what he would say. Because you can't create that. You can't buy that. That is that it fact that they always say that somebody should have. And they proclaimed that Randy Orton has had it multiple times in him. But it just takes, as we all know with Randy, the right storyline, the right situation for him to sink his, pun intended, teeth into as the Viper and go. And when he has that opportunity, you see Randy at a level that is through the roof. And he has proved it once again. Now, as long as he can maintain it and a WWE can also support it, we've got liquid gold that's going to come in. But the key is, where do we go from here? Let's say the he legend killer back, is back. Goes back Who's to the next? legend killer. That's what I'm saying. He goes Who's back. Next? And it better not be Goldberg, because <laughs> that's why I said who's next twice. It could be Goldberg. <laughs> like I said. It could, be. it could be. I hope I was, so. I was throwing that out there. But I hope we'll so. See. Just because, you know, hey, hey, he was gold when he was the legend killer. I mean, mm-hmm. going after all going after all those legends and hitting them with the RKO and all that stuff, you know. And but pond, now yep. he has a whole new set of legends that he could go out. Yep. So, and the most it, important thing is they have somebody now that has the heat at the level of a Baron Corbin on Raw. Because that is one thing. We talked about that a couple months ago, that Raw doesn't really have anybody that is the heel of heels, so to speak. Because uh, Seth Rollins isn't it. I'm sorry. He's a good heel. But he isn't it. He hasn't tapped into that 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 CM Punk level of I'm going to be the heel yet. 
And he definitely hasn't got to the Randy Orton level that we're seeing now of healed him. He's on his own little thing, kind of like Bailey. You're on your own thing. We know you're a bad guy, quote unquote, or bad girl, quote unquote. But there's still something I don't know. Randy is there. And and I want to see where that's going to go. And I wouldn't mind him doing a Kevin Owens. And he's just not beating the good guys. Uh, he's beating the bad guys. Yeah. He's going after everybody. 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 <laughs> so he's Randy versus Seth is going to be, Seth is doing his thing, and Randy Orton just hits him with the RKO. Why not? And it'd be interesting if, through this, Randy Orton becomes the next Stone Cold. Do you mm. want to see him do the RKO? You want to see him punt? You want to see him do these things? You want to see him bunk authority? You want to see him be the anti-establishment? But then, unfortunately, if that goes in that direction, KO's got a problem. Because now he has no direction on what he needs to be, and he can stun people all day long. That's great, but you're not Austin. But an RKO yeah, but, out of nowhere? He's whew. more of a face right now anyway. So, I mean, he can't really do the anti – not really. I well, mean, because – KO just doesn't have anybody to play off of. Right. Because Triple H isn't – they're not doing the powers that be type of thing. But Randy, in the situation that they built for him, he can do that. And it doesn't have to be he – could, he could RKO Michael Cole. Hell, he could RKO Corey Graves. At the table, just walk by, be doing an interview, and then he just look over, wham, and there you go. And just get up and walk away. The sky's the limit for what can happen with Randy Orton under the right direction and curation right now. So it's going to be interesting to see. And another opportunity, which is the third uh, Dylon, Dylon, Dylon special, is the Iconics. They are on a precipice of a tag team women's side Randy Orton type situation because them staking their claim for these titles going after Bailey and Sasha slapping Sasha Banks and if I mean that is the revving up I think they may have been pulling away or starting to pull away from Sasha v Bailey right now and letting the uh, sliding the iconics in and giving them somebody to focus on considering that you know I just heard today that nobody's coming from Canada anytime soon. So right. Canada's locked down. So nobody in and nobody out work-wise. So those that are in Canada that are WWE superstars are going to be there. That are based out of Canada. Those that are in the U.S. are going to be here. So it's still going to be a lot of issues with people coming back and forth due to COVID. So to have the Iconics being able to kind of rejuvenate the tag division and maybe start as they bring people up from NXT, creating more of a tag opportunity. I got the feeling. I got the feeling we're going to see the the best glow coming soon. Or correction, the EST glow. That could be a tag team coming because they need something to do with Bianca Belair. So I think the tag division is what they may be starting to lay the foundation to sink the teeth into. So that way they could get more out of it, more women involved, and then have the side storylines for uh, the women's championships on Raw and SmackDown. But that's just my thought because, you know, they're notorious for, hey, we just put you together, put you together, put you together, tag division, go do it. 
Okay, yeah, you heard it here first. Spots. You, you're hearing it here first. You're hearing it here first. I predicted that Apollo Crews is going to be the next United States champion. Did I not? Uh, yes, you did. You had that conversation. Okay. I remember that, sir. All right. You're hearing it here first. Sasha Banks, next NXT Women's Champion. Really? Yes. Think about it. They've named them the Golden Role Models, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be the next two-man power trip. I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past it. They're going to give Sasha the NXT Women's title. They can go anywhere right now because they have the women's tag title. So with Bailey not really being having anybody to go up against her, they put the belt on Sasha and she travels around. They, they defend the titles and she even defends the NXT title just like um, Charlotte did. Mm-hmm. I see that happening. Especially especially the way the Io Shirai came out against them on Wednesday. Yep. And who did they focus on? They focused right on Sasha. Oh, one belt. So, so yeah. I mean, I'm game for that, too. Because this is going to... The women are still able to do one thing that WWE proper, and that means the men's side can't do. And that is be fresh with whatever situation that they're producing. Because we haven't seen it all multiple times yet from the women's division. So when the women make mountains move, then the mountain's going to move and everybody's going to pay attention. And I didn't put it on the list, but they're going back to, and you can tell when there's some some change, some shakeup, and some unease and creative because whenever there is some unease and there, there's some what are we going to do and how are we going to do it and, and we need viewership and, and something's going on there's some old faithfuls that somehow get manifested the first one and I know you're going to agree with me on this James is the big show when in doubt we're going to put that call in and the big show is going to be involved in something Yeah. the second one is extra old faithful guaranteed to have people watch our truth our truth was sewn into the entire show of raw and every segment our truth was in was hot all the way down to drew mcintyre allowing truth to get the pin and he's got a and he's got a straight up title match with these on Monday night with these four these three other matches title matches. When in doubt, Big Show, our truth. They gonna lean on him to get the viewership, and then unfortunately, they gonna pull it right back out of him from under him again. And Show's gonna go do what he's doing. Our truth is going to be back to dominating YouTube and 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 TikToks and and Twitters and all that stuff. The Morton Anderson of WWE, both of them. Yep. And I can't who, wait. For those who don't Kofi, know who Morton Anderson is, <laughs> look it up. 
We did. We, <laughs> no, we no, made no, it happen. We, no, no, don't let, don't leave him hanging like that. Morton Anderson was a kicker with the Atlanta Falcons, who was on a running contract for a hundred thousand dollars for them to call him at any time to come in and kick for them. He was a substitute teacher. I mean, he was he was playing in the NFL, but then he wound up retiring. But then they kept him on salary just in case they needed him for whatever case, but whatever the case was, they needed a, a kicker. So yeah, so whenever they whenever they needed him, they just called him up and he showed up and had his uniform ready. So that's yep. what they're doing with the Big Show and our truth right now. And because of that, I forgot what team it was. I apologize for that. But uh, there was uh, an NHL team that the goalie got injured, and they had to call the guy who was actually the Zamboni operator. That was and my Carolina Hurricane, sir. There you go. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which, Thank you. Of Thank which, you. Of which, of which that is a run, that is a rule within NHL that you can have a backup goalie if when you run out that you can have a backup goalie that's not on the roster and that guy just happened to be a former goalie in the nhl who was their zamboni driver came out and saved the game for us mm-hmm. so yes that was carolina hurricanes folks trivia <laughs> <laughs> but i just wanted to throw it out there that i thought that was interesting by the time raw ended i said i'll be god dang because you're like, truth again, truth again, truth again, truth again, truth again. Okay, he's in the whole show. He, if if he got paid by appearance, whew, truth would have made a lot of money on Monday. Well, individual segment, let me put it that way, versus just you're on TV, you got your TV check, but individual segment. So if we made it happen for Kofi, all this stuff is going on, it's time for Truth to become Universal Champion Truth or Mania? WWE Champion. It's it's beyond time. That Truth correction, Mania? correction. It's time for Ron Killings, yes. to become Thank you. WWE Thank you. or Universal Champion. Yes, yes. The form, the former two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Ron Killings, and his Let's bodyguard is Lil Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry, you, you still got to throw in the, the 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 craziness. You still got to put that in there because I need some more, little Jimmy. Little Jimmy's but, heater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. So going back to uh, the dialon, dialon, dialon of this week. Tell me what you think about the new Lashley saga, which is it's almost like who are you? dating now in reference to your career are you going to continue to allow your career to be courted by mvp or are you really going to separate yourself from your quote-unquote wife and do the divorce this drama has at least maybe another month's worth of runtime before it comes to a head and one shape manner or form being lana siding with somebody else and costing Bobby Lashley uh, another opportunity, but now there's a new feud, which is how you bring somebody else up from the NXT roster or from UK. Or is there something else that could happen? I mean, what do you think? 
Well, I like the fact that they're in there trying to eliminate Lana from the situation because, you know, she's, I like what MVP is doing. I see MVP, like I said before, I see MVP trying to put together a faction of his own at some point it was black with Lashley being his mainstay mm-hmm. but because right because not that he needs a heater but if he does get somebody else like another singles guy I like think maybe uh, a, uh, Shelton like Benjamin. Apollo Cruz no we'll get there but I think Shelton Benjamin is yeah. is prime he needs he needs the rub finally would be good especially since he he and MVP were a banging tag team in Japan. Mm-hmm. Loved them in Japan together. But yeah, Sheldon would Sheldon would be a good fit in there. You know, he could be like a, he could be like um, an enforcer for them. You know, if anybody yeah, well, didn't even need to be an enforcer. Well, MVP nah, could do what uh, Sheldon can't do, and that's talk. Well, that's yeah, all but, but Sheldon I'm saying, needs no, is a mouthpiece. I'm, I'm saying though. You know, you use even though Lashley doesn't need a heater, MVP does. Mm-hmm. So when you use Sheldon as his as MVP's heater, have Sheldon tag team with Lashley when needed instead of MVP going out there and and, and uh, tag and tag and whatnot. So you know, because you know, as soon as MVP comes out, hey, you know MVP's gonna get tech, gonna get pinned. So yep. put Sheldon, or Freebird put rule it. Freebird rule it. You ain't even since, have to free birth that. Well, since to- Xavier Woods is, is still um, on the comeback, and we haven't had that in a while, it added the spice to it. Why not? But they could do it from the heel perspective. You could have MVP and uh, Lashley in a match, and it's going bad. But they augment the rule to where Shelton can sub in. And now it's become a whole new match, and that's how they win. Because it's a sub. Somehow they could pull a James, uh, a Nubian Sumo, and say, in the contract, once we <laughs> sign being champion, we have the capability of substitutions. The one thing that nobody else could really do. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't be crazy, because that would be the heel version of it. True, true. Yeah, that, that could happen. So, that could happen. I, I, but, you know, stranger things have happened. So, MVP takes over Lashley's management, so to speak. Lana goes off. She's already confided and found a listening ear in Natalia. So they're going to probably end up hooking up together at some point, doing something. They'll probably talk tag teaming or whatever. Just eliminate it all. Eliminate it all. I mean, you stretch it out. Stretch they said about a month. We got about a month worth before Stretch it. Stretch it out a little bit. Get the get the divorce finalized and whatnot, and then let her go off and mess up somebody else's life. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. So, next up, some something near and dear to your heart. What do you think of the ending, the finish, for Naya? Via Oscar, two. Well, first of all, I thought about you when I saw the match because the pole didn't come into play. <laughs> I was shocked by that as well. So I was, I was, you know, what I was expecting. I'm like, oh snap, title's going to change hands. 
Title's going to change hands. Yeah, they got you on that one. Yeah, they got you on that one. But, yeah, I mean. They must have listened to us like, oh, we got something for you, buddy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, all it's doing is extending the storyline. I mean, they're going to they're gonna wrestle again. We just don't, we don't know when. And a steel so, cage. Extreme rules, steel right, cage. Right, extreme, yeah. You know, one of those, uh, it's pinfall or submission. No, no count outs, no disqualifications. You know, it, it, it has got to be a winner. Yeah, so, it can't be an escape thing because right. we, we know Oscar's going to win. Right. <laughs> She's, Nia's not climbing a cage. So uh, the only thing that would come into play is Nia's trying to escape and hits the pole, falls backwards, and then Oscar falls out of the front door. There you go. Oh, well, we'll Hopefully see. that doesn't happen. We'll but see. yeah. But then you also got this thing with the investigation. I got my air quotes up. The investigation <laughs> into her conduct by pushing the referee and doing all that. And I'm like, you know. Well, no, the, the investigation air quotes into the ref's fast count. Because the ref foregone the opportunity to disqualify her once he dropped down to go for the count. He lost that opportunity. You can't disqualify after. So he, he continued the match on his own choice, rest decision. But that count was quick. That was a one, two, right. three special. So right. yeah, she's so got this a case. Just, this just builds on to her heel, her heel persona. This mm -hmm. just makes her a stronger heel by doing by by doing all that, by having this all this going on. So yeah, yeah so. it's 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 gonna it's gonna be interesting to see where they end if that ends up with Nia with the belt or uh, Oscar just moving on to the next person. They need to give her the belt, but then they could do this as well. She wins the belt. I'm the best. She's on Raw. I'm the most dominant champion. And then you hear the whip crack, and then here comes the EST. And that's how Bianca Belair becomes champion. So I can see that. that. That could be something as well. But speaking of interesting situations... I mentioned that we would get back to it. Apollo Crews decided he wanted to do a little something special to uh, one-up Shelton Benjamin and hold on to the ropes. That's not a face thing to do. So, James, is uh, Apollo a heel or a face? Because I guarantee you he's going to do more of these questionable finishes because... It's cool. He's pre-heel. He's pre-heel. He's working his way. I mean, you got MVP in his ear right now. You know, like, bruh, you can do better. You good. But you could be better. Let me you see what I'm doing with Lashley. Mm -hmm. Lashley hasn't had a title shot in 13 years. I put him in that position. Can we uh have MVP and Truth get together? Just saying. Truth stable. Can be people that have been held back. Hold on for a second, James. I hope you see where I'm going with this. True stable can be with people that have been oppressed. True stable can be the new nation. Yeah. We all know Vince has a, a tendency to take what's happening in the world and put that finger on the pulse and put it out there. Yeah. And in the current yeah. climate, a new nation. I would be perfect. don't know 
it it could be it could lead to that, but not I, on a the strong militant say, level. No, I'm but, saying that's what I'm saying. I doubt they will go to the point to where it would be an all black matter thing, all black, all black black lives matter thing. But but it could be our career matters. Be. It could be, yeah, it could be, you know, hey, look where we are right now. Look, look, look at the landscape of the WWE and where we are right now in it. Yep. Don't you think we need to do better? Yep. And then here's the kicker. When they're in a segment with the New Day, the New Day can't refute it. They're like, you know what? You're right. And then they all they got to do is walk off. Because they can't. <laughs> we just saw Kofi Mania. So Lashley is correct. You do. You deserve your just due. If nothing else, even if you're a heel or whatever, yeah, truth. You deserve your just due. Apollo, we know you were oppressed. Shelton, yeah, More, yeah. Unless we get Thea Vidal back up in here to be your mama, yeah, you need somebody. <laughs> so let's call a spade a spade. You need it, and that will be a, a perfect situation. And MVP would have something th- lightning in a bottle. And then they can run with it. MVP, Lashley, Truth, Shelton, Shelton, and who was the other one we mentioned? It was five. Apollo. Apollo. All of them standing together. And then all of a sudden it pans to the left. Don't hear Don Simmons. (laughs) Ah, yes, I didn't use the code. Damn. Damn. No, correction. I'm sorry. I put the wrong inflection on it. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that, that would be something. So, once again, we're, uh, you know, giving you creative. Hopefully, y'all are listening. It will be smart. And speaking of smart, I haven't seen a level of I haven't felt from any other persona since Bray Wyatt the way I felt or feel when you hear the gong and the Undertaker's coming out. You get that chill. You get that immediate reaction until I watched AEW this week and saw Abaddon come out. And I was like, holy shit, what the hell am I watching? Even without the effects, without the visual effects, once that went away and just saw her, I'm like, holy shit, what the hell am I watching? And I want to see more. Like, and I'm thinking the way they set it up, the other girl that she was wrestling was making a debut. She had the the, the vignette. She had the, the, I'm pulling you into my story and this is what I want to do. I'm the, the, the greatest show woman and, and all these things. So I'm like, oh, my God, this eerie character, which is more menacing than the Dark Order, has the potential to be your undertaker just off of the feels that I'm getting from the entrance. You know, this is even beyond the demon for Finn Balor. I'm like, this is some creepy stuff right here. You know, like, I know there's some little kids having bad dreams. And parents are like, you better go to bed or Abaddon's coming. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this girl better not beat this chick. She did all this great intro and going to lose. And then when she won, I was like, oh, my God. The women's division 
has just been turned on its head. They have their Chris Jericho. They have their Undertaker. Britt Baker is going to have a problem because this is the character when she speaks, and I hope she can cut a promo. It doesn't have to be long. All she has to say is Nyla Rose and have blood coming out of mouth. Fake, fake blood. And that's it. That's your whole promo. I could go the rest of her career without her saying one no, word. No, no, no. She just needs to say the name that because she's calling a shot. And then she just comes out, and then you that's your target. And everybody else, even, you know, like Nyla and, and Britt and Swole, they're like, she said my name, and they're looking for where she's coming from. She could be the sting. She's coming out of nowhere, out of the rafters, through, you know, the cane. Through, through the daggone uh, uh, ring. I mean, you could do so much with this character. I am so excited to see, see this is not my what first they time do with this. Her. This is not my oh, first time seeing her because she was on AEW Japan. Dark. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I know that, but I mean. About a, a few months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, she is, she is something else. And I actually talked about her on the show before when she, when she debuted on Dark. So, I was like, yeah, I've seen, I was like, then I was like, yeah, I'm ready to see her now. She needs to come yeah. on. I don't I know what they're going to do with her. And, uh, and Cody know what they have. Because off of that, that, that is the debut that you want to have. Where, where people are emotionally invested in the character that you just portrayed at a level that you don't know what to make sense of. And I'm just watching the, and I'm like, I couldn't look away. And that's what you want. No, that you is said how the gong, you, do it. you said the gong got you going, or, or the uh, her interest got you going. And uh, and you might have this coming up later, but you know what got me going? You going jump, was jump? When, was when old Bray came back. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I did. Remember, Just remember, I did preface. I said the gong. And then Bray Wyatt. <laughs> so I did I did throw that out there. Knowing where I was going, I was planting the seed. Speaking of planting the seed, I think at this moment the TNT championship needs to stay the way it looks. Because no. now it's more no. of a gritty championship. I know you don't like it, but hey, we got the 24-7. But it's more of a gritty championship. It's a fighting man's championship. It represents the state of the world at this moment. It, it's... It's that belt to where it's actually potentially going to supersede their heavyweight championship belt because Cody is defending it like he did uh, this week against Ricky Stark outside of uh, those that are officially signed at that moment as AEW talent. So he's branching out into other circuits and bringing people in. So, I, I think now, and, and I don't like the look of it, but I think it makes sense to keep it the way it is because of what it represents in this time. Down the road, maybe, you know, a year from now, yeah, we're going to revitalize the belt for right now. While Cody has it, it's a fighting man's belt. It's gritty. It's rough. I'm defending it week after week. I'm putting it through its paces. It's representation of what we've been through, through 2020 and that's just rising from a phoenix from the ashes to be your best self and i want that belt to represent 
that we are going through the the trials and the, the most interesting time in our lives, but it is still worth having, worth living, worth fighting for, stuff like that. The what symbolism are those side of it. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it looks like Japanese gates or whatever. I mean, what is this? The, uh, is this the, like the Dragon Gate belt or something? I mean, you know. I know. I, I know. It's it's it's, oh, it's eight, not as ugly as the twenty four three sixty five dot dot dot. But uh, I think that um, that's just my opinion. And, and you know, remember, I originally said I hated the way it looked, but for symbolism purposes, I think it, it's apropos to. If Cody leverages right, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, you, but, you, you're right. I mean, I can see that. I can see that Cody also they can't needs to, anything until after the COVID thing is over, anyway, because yeah. the place that they got the uh, the company that did the belt isn't open. It's not doing anything. So, yeah, I mean, they they can, they can keep it like that for a while, and then oh, they can you know, get the belt made because there's plenty of people that make their own belts. Oh, they can get it. They can get a belt made. They they you know they just trying to be nice with the contract or whatever but they can get a belt made <laughs> trust me they can get a belt made the way oh, these no, people pump it out but walking around with the aew championship belt and aew isn't even selling the belt <laughs> like how do you how do you make your belt and you can't even make your belt like really okay but uh i think cody is putting on a clinic that the wwe is trying to copy with uh aj styles Trying, you know, having his, you know, match after match after match esque, you know, he's not doing it, but he's doing it type of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see who else Cody brings in. But we need some more luchadors in, and we need some more people from Japan in. So we, we I want to see how far this well, invitational is going to go. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day because I was like, I was looking at, I looked at Dark, and then I looked at AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess they named AEW Dark that Dark for a reason because they got most of their black roster on the show as jobbers. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we need MVP over there. Is what you're saying, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean. Who you got? Who do you have? Who do you have of? Who do you have of color really on the main roster? I mean, Big Swole, Randy, uh, Private Party, Private Party, Pineapple Pete. Okay. Uh, uh we can guess we could kind of throw Nyla Rose in since she's Native American. No, actually, Nyla's black. But go ahead. Well, why she claim a Native American in? Because she's like the Rock, she's oh, black. Okay, when well. she's black. She's black when she needs to be. No, oh, uh, she's from DC, man. She's from Southeast. Oh yeah, that's true. That <laughs> <laughs> true. That true. That. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. So I mean, and, oh, Scorpio Sky, but. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking of somebody else. But I mean, but but every just about every match on Dark has a black job wrong. I find that funny. I may have to uh, send an email about that. 
But we'll moving see. on. Yep. That was Black Lives Moment. Now we're going to go to mental health uh, matters. I love the storyline that they're building with Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis. This past week on NXT, showing Undisputed Era trying to break Roderick out of the funk and his fear of the trunk <laughs> after being kidnapped. Like, man, this, this is another one of those lightning in a bottle liquid gold opportunities that the storyline is being curated and told in a way that it's entertaining. It's not insulting to the intelligence. It's just an entertaining storyline that you can see the payoff is Roderick versus Dexter. And, you know, you can still build it past that match because it could be the Forrestman beatdown-esque of Loomis. And then later on, it could end up finally being a, um, uh, a war games opportunity. So, I mean, you could do a lot of things with those two and this storyline and Undisputed Era, which gives Fish and um, O'Reilly an opportunity to be on TV. And that's still, you can have Cole in at some point, but then also Cole can focus on what he's got going on with uh, the North American and his championship. So you, you can play around with things a little bit and, and still keep it entertaining. Are so, you in the same? Are you in the same mindset as me that WWE is really stretching right now? Oh, yeah. Because this thing with the triple threat match leading up to the match against Cole, you know that's those are two those are two pay per view main event matches. I'm sorry. It's it's when what I what I when AEW started, I said one thing they need to do. Many moons ago, when we talked about this, is they need to have a pay-per-view, something like Clash of Champions, on network television for everybody to see for free. And you put in that work, and WWE should be doing that already, but they didn't. Because I'm finding what is AEW doing in two, for two, the next two weeks? Right, Fighter Fest. Right, and they and they're doing and they and they're using WWE and they're using NXT to do the same thing, pretty much. Except NXT is, is like old event. snap. We're not going to survive right. this. Two weeks, two weeks of pay per view quality matches. Like, oh, we got to do something because you only have NXT to go up against two pay per views back to back. I guarantee you there's going to be some main roster involved in things over the next two weeks. That Sasha Banks thing could be one. Uh, and, and there's other opportunities to go through it as well. But yeah, they're in panic mode and stretch mode. How do we know? Our truth all throughout Raw. Oh, snap, is that the big show? And if the they could, they would call Vicky Guerrero that? back too. <laughs> no, they ain't calling Vicky back. Well, no, Vicky used to be the old fashioned stretch, wasn't she? She was, well, but now she's heat. all she's, she's AEW. I mean, she got they That's on them. She got a pod, She got a podcast now where she's pretty much doing all AEW now. So yeah, yeah. they shunned her. That's all on them. And I, that's one thing I don't agree with. Don't sit there and get mad when I'm out here trying to get to benefit my family when y'all aren't using me. Nobody's calling me. I ask for interviews and y'all ignoring me. 
And then somebody said, hey, you know, you can interview our people. Okay. I'm not talking bad about WWE. I'm not saying anything, blah, blah, blah. But yet, you want to put me off in a corner. Really? That's how you do Eddie's wife? Because I guarantee you they're not doing DDP that way. Because DDP yoga is all up in the WWE. Yeah. DDP just not out there saying things and, you know, stuff like that. But DDP nightmare family right now. <laughs> But I guarantee you, DDP Yoga will be at the performance center helping them stretch if need be. Yep. Don't get it. Don't get that mess twitched. So why are you going to do Vicky that way? And they've done other people that way. If you're not using me, don't get mad because I'm out here trying to make a dollar. And then when I try to make a dollar, now you're mad. When I'm successful at it. Like, come on now. Either put me under contract, Legends Clause, and I get a check, or let me live my life and put food on my table. Right is right, wrong is wrong. I don't agree with that philosophy when they do that. Don't get butt hurt, because I know they butt it. Well, they super butt hurt because Chris Jericho has reinvented himself three times in AEW and technically a fourth time on Twitter and TikTok with his uh, his uh, French uh, Canadian wrestling persona, uh, racing persona that he just debuted. So it's like. <laughs> I know they're like, why didn't we just let Jericho do what he wanted to do? Damn. How did we let that one slip through our fingers? Because we mad. Because he didn't want to do something. Or he didn't want to come back right away from his tour. That's on us. Don't learn. Mm-hmm. I got the teach. They can't play around. There's certain people you just don't let go. Period. Well, I2J was one of them because speaking of Phoenix rotted from the ashes, huh, he's still not done. And when he retires, he still won't be done. Money, right. money. Yeah, yeah. That money, money. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Shad Gaspar, man. We didn't forget about you still. You're still in our hearts. Um, so I want to know what you're feeling on this. Is. Speaking of WWE and some decision making. Santos Escobar. Isn't it kind of not a good thing for a luchador to all of a sudden take your mask off? Yeah, it does go against tradition. So, El Hijo del Fantasma wins the Cruiserweight NXT Championship. It's a room. Yeah. And then says, yeah, I'm taking my mask off. I'm going to have these two guys with me. And now I'm Santos Escobar. Really? Why couldn't we have him with the mask do the same thing? Kane had a mask. and was Intercontinental Champion, Heavyweight Champion, Tag Team Champion. Why can't we have a luchador with a mask? Dude, I don't understand that decision making right there. They, they, they do it with particular wrestlers. They did it with Andrade. Mm-hmm. Andrade went through his whole career as Lafayette. <laughs> but Andrade didn't come in with the mask on. This guy wrestled an entire, what was it, two-month series of matches? One with a mask on? And did you take it off? It's like saying, hey, Ray, when you come over from WCW, you know you're losing that mask, right? Yeah, just don't even come over with it. Okay. Because we all saw the backlash when Ray was forced to lose the mask in WCW. So, 
when I saw, I'm like, wait a minute. I had to go back. He lost the mask, and, though. Huh? He lost the mask in a match. Yeah, I know he lost, but then still, you know. Yeah, man. That was that was that was politics. That was politics. That wasn't storyline needed or anything. It wasn't necessary for him to lose the mask. That was just politics. We just want you to lose the mask because we can make that happen. It's documented, and that's why it happened. But this situation, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Because now I'm not invested in Santos Escobar. Because all you are is just a goon, you know, godfather-esque type of heel that, you know, basically like Seth Rollins in training. But El Hijo del Fantasma, that's what I was invested in. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. It, 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 it's got to grow on me or they got to sell me something. No, Have what you need to be questioning is this Akira Tozawa crap. I like that. I don't. I like it's. I don't no. mind Tozawa going outside because kind of like Kurt Angle and just being outside your normal character and having a little bit of fun. Because we know that the, the Street Profits thing and all that is going to be done and over with rather soon with this tag team match. And, you know, it's almost like the Kai and Tai thing with Choppy Choppy your PP and uh, Funaki with Indeed. You know, all those little things. It's just, if you could go outside of your character, it, it builds your ability to do more things because you become more valuable. And, and I like just seeing Tazawa not as, ah, 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 ah. That was annoying so, in itself. Yeah, yeah, so it's just something else to just to broaden his character that I think will come back and work with him. So I'm okay with it. But now, six months from now, if he's still, you know, looking like he's about to do some some Naruto hand signals and stuff like that, and big big super black ninja is just still standing behind you, it's like, uh, right. yeah, what the hell are y'all doing? But. For a, a three-week program, I can swallow that, and then we're done with it. And hopefully that, that builds him up to be able to do other things beyond that, like win the uh, NXT Interim Cruiserweight Championship. Because <laughs> he should have won that tournament. Because he was putting in work. He was the best matches out of that whole tournament came from him. Period. So he deserved that. More than uh, so Santos Escobar, Jordan Devlin situation going on. He may be they they may go ahead and make that the WWE Cruiserweight title. They just going to silently do it. They just not yeah. going to reference the the European thing, right? Because it was confusing anyway. Wait a minute, is it an NXT? Well, no, belt not really. Or I is mean, it a two hundred five? No, because it was. Is it an NXT belt or is it a two hundred five live belt? No, like, that's an NXT I, I, belt. David changed. David changed it. They changed. Yeah, it. but that's what I'm saying. During that process, you're like, wait a minute. Do I keep referencing it in two different ways? I don't know. Is it a cruiserweight champion or is it NXT cruiserweight champion? I don't know. Is that two belts? I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm confused yeah, they, as to they, who the hell's the champ. They took the not well. Actually, I mean, it's the same thing they do in boxing. I mean, they have interim champions in boxing all the time. So they're saying that they were saying that with Jordan being over in Europe and or in England or wherever, and he can't come over. No, but this was pre-COVID. They were referencing in two different ways. When they, they, they kind of folded 205 Live. They were trying to figure out what they were going to do with it. So it was yeah. originally the WWE Cruiserweight Champion in 205 Live. 
But then they brought it over to NXT when they and and they changed the logo. They took the WWE logo off and put the NXT logo on it. Right. So that's now what I'm saying. NXT it kept bouncing. And then when people were getting it, I'm like, wait a minute, we got two champions. What? So who the hell's running 205 Live? So it was just kind of confusing. But we 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 know, yeah, it's it's gonna stay NXT. It should stay in NXT anyway. That builds that brand. It gives them something that they don't have in AEW. And they need to figure that out before an Eric Bischoff situation comes into play. We'll be like, hmm, we should go bring some Japanese and luchadors in here and let them have matches of the night every night. And they will build the rest of the show around that. If When AEW does that, the uh, NXT has a problem. So NXT has the opportunity to pull that trigger first and get some high-quality matches in from uh, the cruiserweights. Because, yeah, let the cruiserweights wrestle the way cruiserweights do. Not WWE style, but let them wrestle how cruiserweights do, and we'll be fine. Because if AEW lets, uh, lets that happen, man, sky's the limit for them. Sky's the limit. But you mentioned it. I believe. Um, tell me how you feel before we wrap up with the last one. You did. We'll do this one, and then we'll do uh, what you mentioned. Matt Riddle beating AJ Styles on his debut. Bro. 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 Really. It 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 brings it brings him in. As a strong competitor, I mean, it gives somebody, it gives AJ somebody to go after since they're not going to put him back with um, Daniel Bryan. Do you feel like that was a, a kick to Daniel Bryan? Or is it a Dana White situation where everybody has a fighter's chance of winning or losing? How, how did you take that? I'm thinking they're going to throw a whole bunch of people at AJ and let him swim for himself. They're gonna do. They're gonna do the same thing that they're doing to Adam Cole right now. Adam Cole has three guys going after him for for the uh, NXT title. I think they're gonna do the same thing. You know how WWE likes to repeat storylines across the board, so they're gonna do the same thing with AJ. They're gonna throw a whole bunch of people at AJ and be like sink or swim. Just like you were saying earlier, they're gonna they, with with Cody. They're going to have AJ probably defending that title, if not every week, like every other week. But then he's going to be complaining about it the whole time. I don't want to wrestle him. Okay, I'll wrestle you, but it's not going to be for the title. How about that? You want to wrestle me so bad. Yep. So, yeah. You know who needs to get thrown at him? The Miz. I wouldn't mind The Miz getting that belt back. Now, I know that would be interesting since there's some brand crossing going on and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah. I think it's time for the Miz, the, 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 the must-see. They're eventually going to give it to Miz because then that, that would break um, Jericho's record of how many times he held it. And then I would so like I to finally they, see Miz be Daniel Bryan proper. That's another series because they're not done. They never let them have what they needed to have. Oh no! So no, that's we, good. We that's still a have running that. thing with them too. Yeah, that's a running thing with them too. They've established that for life. 
And then I also wouldn't mind seeing John Morrison have it. True. I, I know he's having that. a blast right now. You know, just, just doing what he's doing because, I mean, it's fitting his character. He's getting a just really. You could tell Morrison is having fun. Yeah, and that's why I enjoy when I see him, whether they win or lose, whatever. He is having fun. One of the few people that you can look at and say, genuinely, he is just having a blast at what he does. So entertaining. So I think that also needs to be rewarded. But speaking of rewards, we were gifted as we talk about the twelfth dialogue, dialogue. Dial on hot fire moment of the week. We were gifted, blessed, if you will. Oh, excuse me, blessed, if you will, with a Firefly Funhouse, which culminated in us getting Bray Wyatt. Not, not Firefly just, Funhouse. Not just Bray, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt but we're getting the world's Bray Wyatt. I was getting there, man. I was getting there. <laughs> we're getting, we're here, Bray Wyatt. So my question to you, because I knew you two were going to have uh, a strong reaction and opinion about this. Is it smart to go through the Eat the of Worlds Bray Wyatt, have that Bray Wyatt lose to go to the Fiend? Or is it, Eat of Worlds Bray Wyatt becomes a champion and you don't need the feed and we're kind of going with the three faces of Foley type of situation. So what, what's way, your thought either, on that? Either way, it extends the storyline because Bray, I mean, not Bray, but Braun needs help. Mm -hmm. He needs help with, with, with moving the storyline. That's why they brought in Miz and Morrison. You know, to try to help move things along until until Bray came back, but they did. But he, yeah, I if yeah, I could see, I could see either world's Bray winning the title, then have holding it for a while, then giving it back to Braun for him to go against the Fiend. I could see him beating the. I could see him beating either world's Bray. And then going to the fiend. Either way, it works. Let him do the three. Let him do the three faces of Foley, like you said. Let him do it. You know, it all it does is stretches this storyline out. And for and of course, I mean, just to have that break come back. I mean, yeah, that was hot. I yeah. like that. I, when I saw that fedora, that. and then I saw the the official lamp come back up. Like, oh, man, he hit that. He blew it out and said, run. Now, on the other side of the coin, I think we should have saw more concern from the face of Braun Strowman. That's what I'm saying. He needs help because he didn't that, sell it like he, was, yeah, like he should have. Yeah. He's sitting, there, he's sitting there with the same face he has all the time. You know, he's got no expression. You know, he needs to be. He, he he needs somebody to teach him how to express himself with his face, because he doesn't. I mean, and he doesn't have to in a match because he's so dominant. You know, you know, you got, yeah. you got you got folks who are like um, like um, Kane. I don't. There was some show that they did with Kane. I think it might have been like a twenty-four or something like that. They were talking to Kane, and he was like, um, "No, no, it was on uh, Broken Skull Sessions." Yeah, that's what it was. 
and he, they were talking about him, saying, "Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, you, you're gonna be under this mask and whatnot, but you need to still express yourself facially while you're under the mask, while you're in your matches, because eventually you're gonna be without the mask." Mm-hmm. So, same thing with Braun. Braun has the same facial expression. He's unless he's angry or angrier or more angry or whatever, he, his facial expression doesn't change. Yeah. So for him to sit there looking like he constipated while all this mm-hmm. stuff going on and whatnot, you know, that doesn't help him. You know, that doesn't help that doesn't help the storyline. So and that, that's, that's where him and Bray are like, gonna have to be together it. in the same place. Right. Eventually and eventually that will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen next week. Yeah. Because he's gonna have to sit under that learning tree again. To, to to learn how to express himself that way. And he's going to have to show for the first time if it's not going to be fully with Edo of Worlds, with The Fiend, he's going to have to show fear. Because we WWE, at its core, is prominent on one thing that is always going to be spot on well produced, and that is the pre-match pay-per-view vignettes. And if you don't have everything that they need to build that up, we're gonna have a problem. And that's what it needs to be. We need that fear aspect to put in that vignette to build it, so that way everything is okay. Yeah, it's gonna have to happen. Because, I mean, it won't, ha- it won't happen coming from Braun. Yeah, so Bray's going to have to, it's, it's going to have to be pulled out of him. He's going to have to, if not, Randy Orton is going to pull it out of him. Somebody's going to have to get him to that place. And then it has to happen before they figure out, oh, actually, you know what I just had a thought? in the middle of the match that Edo World's Bray would have with uh, Braun, Otis cashes in the money in the bank. Wins the belt. Gets Sister Abigail. Braun is the champion. That way, you don't hinder Braun Otis becomes champion, but yet, yeah, Bray, there's still somebody else there, and the match was still going on, so you beat, made it a triple threat, but now you've got to face Bray Wyatt. Because mm. Otis has got to cash it in. Yeah, but see, from what I've been told, they're talking about doing something different with, with the Bunny in the Bank briefcase, from what I've read. What's that? They're talking about him cashing it in for the tag titles. I, I, I was in my heart. I, I was like, maybe they wouldn't be surprised if he t- uh, cashes it in for something. I w- maybe NXT or something, but because no. they really, because they really, because when they were when they were having the Money in the Bank match, they never really said that it was going to be for the Universal or the uh, WWE title like they usually do. 
They just said it was going it was going to be for a title. And from what I've been reading uh, here since Money in the Bank, they're talking about once Tucker came back, because you know he's away for a minute, and now that he's back, them, him cashing it in for the tag titles rather than going after uh, the WWE belt. Because I don't see him with the WWE belt. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be something interesting, but, did, you know, that's one of those of, like, I'm cool with it as long as, you know, hell, give somebody the opportunity. But then, at the same time, Truth should have the belt as well. Because before Otis and his, his worm was around, our truth as we saw on Monday once again, is your go-to guy. Don't be, oh, that's my boy. Don't be, that's the guy I'm always going to lean on when I need something, but yet you don't want to put the belt on me because you don't think I could be the face of the company, but yet you want me to get you your viewership up so your sponsorships are happy, so that way you can make the money off of me to put some, the belt on somebody else. They probably won't give him a shot like that until it's about time for him to retire. They'll give him one last run and give him, the, give him one of the belts and then let him go right off into the sunset. I'd rather them go back to the dance break than to just, yeah, he needs it. No, he deserves it. How yeah. long has he been in WWE? For and ever. <laughs> At this point. I mean, through R-Truth and K-Quick and and all that other crap, you know, come on. Little Jimmy and yeah. all that. And, you know. and he's been, just like on Jericho, he's been reinventing his his character over and over and still polarizing with the fans. He's like the John Cena without the John Cena. Just think about that. You're going to chant what's up, but you're not going to chant why. You're going to chant Cena sucks because you're just going to chant Cena sucks. But yet you're going to watch it because you want to see Cena. So our truth is the Cena without the Cena. Because he's just over. And then, like I said, everything that he's doing right now with the 24-7, liquid gold. So I don't know. But we, we've got the, uh, the brace situation on lock, on tap. Now it's where do we go from here and what can we get from Braun? to make it extra special because Bray's going to deliver and the Eat of Worlds is going to be more on the hopefully live side than the Firefly Funhouse side. And I hope they bring back the original music. Oh, yeah. They got oh, to bring yeah. back the original music. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Right. I want the rocking chair and I wouldn't mind some people getting brainwashed. And putting a mask on. We don't ever have to know who it really is. It could be some NXT talent. But just some people standing there. Different type of mask though. So that way they can take a bump. And it won't come off. Because you know. They're not going to be the. They're just going to take the hits for him. And then that will keep uh, Bray. From having to have contact with. 
brawn for a while so that way you can stretch this out. But right. yeah. So that is uh the complete list of the Dylon, 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 Spit Hot Fire this week focus. I hope you had fun with that, James. It was fun. Dylon is still trash. <laughs> He's the greatest rapper of all time. He's not. Get that get that man some cheesesteak. He spits when he rhymes. He rhymes when he spits. He's so great, we won't even know where he is. He's probably shit. hanging out with Tupac. That's how awesome he in is. Word, in the words of Ole Anderson, he's the shits. Oh my gosh, we can't. I mean, maybe the dude has diarrhea. Who knows? He's but, been uh, grizzling. Shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, James! What a show! What a show! It's been fun hanging out with you for almost two hours, talking some serious stuff in the beginning, ending with some serious bowel movement issues. But uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in, hearing us shuck and jive and, and flap our gums, talking about some wrestling, some wrestling, some sports entertainment, and all things in between and beyond. And as always, you can hear us right where you're listening to us at, or pretty much darn near on every other platform that has streaming in it, so that way you can uh, get to listen to us on your phones your tablets, your computers, or probably a NASA or something like that. Who knows? We're everywhere. So, any last words, James? Uh, just uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will talk to you on next Saturday, and hopefully things will be better in the wrestling world than they have been in the past, and this will make every, everything, wrestling a better thing to look at. Absolutely. And then to all of the fathers that are listening and all the fathers in the sports entertainment world, we wish uh, you a wonderful, happy quarantine Father's Day. Uh, yeah, happy Father's Day to you, your fertile self. Oh, man. Hey, man, I, I, I just put them out there. Somebody's got to repopulate after the zombie apocalypse. Oh, wait a minute. This is the wrong show. Sorry. Um, my other podcast <laughs> about zombie apocalypses. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about that. <laughs> so, I uh, appreciate that, James. So, ladies and gents, boys and girls, and children of all ages. Too, KG, wherever you are. Straight up Buster. Probably out to listen to that Go-Go or something. You know how they get out there, man. They start listening to Go-Go and lose track of time. I don't know what the heck going on. But maybe, as you know, normally we said, he's on special assignment, which means he's behind ain't time. here. Right. He's on special assignment. He's a straight-up mock, man, a straight-up mock. You think you want to listen to this episode? He better. He got to produce it. Oh, so in other words, hey, man, we really miss you. We hope that uh, everything is okay. And then, you know, next week we can't wait to talk to you again. And we'll come back and have a great show. You are dearly missed, sir. You are dearly missed. Even though your punk behind should be here. So... <laughs> Until next week, we will fly off into the sunset and come back and talk some more hot mess next week based off of everything we saw in the wonderful world of sports, entertainment, wrestling, wrestling, and whatever the hell else. So until then, we will talk to you. Have a great week. And once again, great Father's Day to all that applies. Later.